A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. The real pro move of the day would be hitting the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by living in weird times, the dog that would not stop barking, and how I got him to stop. My neighbors got a dog about three years ago. These neighbors and I share a fence. It separates our backyards. Well, this dog snarls and barks and tries to bite me through the fence the entire time I'm out in the backyard. I've tried to ignore it, talk softly, etc., but this dog is insane. The maintenance guys are afraid of it. So I went and did the neighborly thing and asked them to help me figure out how to get this dog to chill. I can't even use my yard at this point. The dog is outside all day long, snarling and yapping nonstop. I asked if I could give it healthy treats through the fence. Owner says no. I asked if we could go in halves on a non-shock bark collar. Owner says no. Edit to say I asked the neighbor at least three times to help her dog. Frustrated but not willing to call animal control or anything yet, I hatched a plan. I bought a very nice portable speaker that is loud. Like, I saved and invested in this. Now, every time I go to my backyard, I bring my speaker. There's no daytime noise ordinance here, I checked. When the dog begins, it's snarling, barking, attack against the fence thing. My neighbors, all of them, get to enjoy a little Lamb of God or Rotting Christ or some other great music turned all the way up. My speaker shakes the table. It didn't take the neighbors long to put two and two together. The dog is now kept mostly inside, and when it does come out, it's quick or the owner goes out with it. Mwahaha. The neighbor is wonderfully quiet nowadays. If you had a neighbor with a dog that was barking incessantly whenever you try to go into your own backyard and the neighbor refused to do anything about it, would there be a point where you would say, screw it, I'm going to file some kind of report? Whether that's some kind of police thing with a noise complaint, whether that's animal control, let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Fueled by Flan. Fake friend almost cost me my apartment, so I make sure she finds her own apartment. Fake friend and I worked at the same place. Fake friend was best friends with the manager. Fake friend wants to move in with me. Nope, not happening. My apartment complex wants income verification. Basically, they just want the manager to confirm I work there. Fake friend convinces manager to not verify my employment. I almost lose my apartment. Thankfully, I don't. I pretend to not know what she did. She tells me she found an apartment of her own. The leasing office said they don't have an empty one to show the inside. They made her an appointment early in the morning. She says the place looks cute with wide open fields of grass next to the complex. I encourage her to sign the lease, effectively giving up her spot on the other apartment wait lists. This was my petty revenge. I don't tell her that I know the place because I used to work in the same town. I don't tell her that crackheads are nocturnal and the place is full of them. I don't tell her that the fields of grass are there because no one wants to build next to them. I don't tell her that everyone in town knows that place has a big meth problem. Do you know how crappy that is for an employer to refuse to verify your employment at a location? Unless this is a job where there's actual secrecy going on in whatever the job is. Like if you're working for some government company or some startup that's really under wraps. 
I kind of get that, but I'm assuming OP was probably working at some kind of pretty common job, I would guess. Considering their friend conspired against them because they were jealous, I don't think they're too out of line for allowing them to get a nice, cushy home next to a big field of grass and coincidentally leave out the information about all the druggies that are around there. If they were good, they would have done their research and probably figured out regardless. Our next story is by a serious house. Boss told me I needed to get along. I've been working at a smaller company for several years now. It's a very small company with a staff of around 30 people. Nothing crazy, but everyone here is family to me, especially my boss who's been there since the start like I'd been. Two new employees were hired at the end of summer 2019 and my boss took a liking to them. My only problem was the way she began to treat them. Not only did the three of them get special privileges, boss gave the two of them six assignments to work on. Until then, boss had only permitted people to work on a maximum of two assignments per year, allowing them to switch assignments like that within a six month time period really upset me. They were making excellent pay and got to switch when an assignment got difficult. I decided to talk to my boss about this. She says she'll look into it? Okay, sure. Two weeks later, both of the new hires blow up at me because boss had told them what had been said. There was a four hour argument that day before they walked out to take the rest of the work day for themselves. I asked boss to get involved and help as I knew she was in the wrong and this was her fault. Boss refuses to help. Instead, she flat out tells me she's too tired to deal with this at the moment. She then tells me I needed to learn to make up and get along since all of us work together very closely and I would be forced to interact with them. I told her she was wrong and promptly left every online group slash chat we had set up due to the pandemic. I blocked all three of them. I still just did my work. When we got back in person, I never went to a common area if either of them were there. I set up dividers around my workstation and, as was my right, forced people to make appointments to see me to discuss work. If either of the two hires wanted to see me, I wouldn't have let them, but they never came. Boss cornered me one day and asked when I was letting it go. I told her I would rejoin the group after my petty isolation whenever the pair of them were gone. One of them left a few months ago, Boss was fired a month ago. The third one leaves next week. I had completely isolated myself to prove I didn't have to kiss and make up. A lot of my friends are excited I'm rejoining the social circle, and I'm excited too. I think it's nice to be in a situation where, despite the boss having clear favorites and giving them extra privileges, OP was able to shift around it and not let that affect them, ultimately. They didn't allow that boss and co-workers to say, well you're just gonna have to suck it up and make it up to us and be a part of this and just deal with it. They just left them to themselves in their own special privilege circle to crater themselves. This next story is by KitKat89, Smug Teacher Loses. I don't know if it's really revenge. I've just always looked back and laughed at this memory. So back in high school, I was an honors and AP student. This happened in my junior year. I sucked at math period, but have always been good at science, English, and history. I was kinda in the I didn't care stage of high school, since most of the honors classes were easy. I just kinda skated by with a B. I knew from the year prior, if I aced the tests, my grade would even out to an A, and I wouldn't have to take the final exams. Any one of my classes who had an A didn't have to take the exams because our other grades supposedly proved we knew the material. I had this English teacher I really disliked from day one. I would usually read or draw in her class as I had most of the work done already. I have ADHD and anxiety. I'm terrified of waiting too long to do work, so I hurry through it so I don't procrastinate. 
She didn't like me because she knew I never really read the assigned work, etc. during classwork time, but still turned in my work on time and kept my grade up. I missed one class for a culinary club field trip and it brought my grade down to a C, as she never let me make that work up no matter how much I asked. The final approached and sadly I did have to take this exam since it was a state exam. She pulled me out into the hall as well as others one at a time to go over our grades. She told me that if I didn't pass this exam with a 3 or higher, I would make a D or fail her class. Exams are graded 1 through 4 in the USA. She said this with fake sympathy. Fast forward, the exams were reading comprehension. I didn't do the practice test in class because it offered no grade. I went right into the exam because reading comprehension has never really been difficult for me and at this point, I wanted her to stop with the smug attitude. I took the exam and was the first to finish and she came to me and asked if I had gone back over my work to double check. And I smiled informing her, yes in fact. When exams came back, she was asking us one at a time again to come out into the hall for our results. She called me with tight lips. She seemed angry and was short with me. She told me I had not only passed with a 4, but had the highest score in my grade. It's this moment I always look back on and laugh at my teacher's expression. I hate how some teachers just dislike students based on how they learn. If it doesn't please them, then they act cold or indifferent towards us. I'm now 26 and my 17 year old brother has her as a teacher and he's just as bad as me. She probably goes home talking about how bad my family is, but we do work hard. He and I just learn better on our own terms. Yeah, to me, this teacher is a, no pun intended, grade A example of a bad teacher. A teacher that is incapable of understanding that every kid is different from one another, some kids have certain conditions compared to each other like OP said, they have ADHD and anxiety, they're not going to be this outgoing, super involved kid in class, it's just not their nature. And especially that kids learn differently on different terms. One might be a hands-on learner that needs to physically do it themselves. One might be a really good visual learner that sees it one time and just gets it. Getting all petty and passive-aggressive over kids learning a different way and excelling is just a really weird display of outward jealousy from a teacher. Or maybe just bias and actual hatred. Our next story is by Floyd Henderson. If you come upstairs quickly, we can have some fun. I fell for the old, if you come upstairs quickly, we can have some fun thing a few years ago. So the very next morning, I wake up early and make a banging omelet, do some cleaning, washing and hanging clothes, fix a few things, finish a small project on the side in the garage. That night, sitting down, watching a nice movie, my wife generally likes the same movie as me, having a few drinks together, some touching, some kissing, a small bit of fun, little one starts crying in bed. I go sort her out quickly while my wife does quick tidy up. Few minutes later, we're in bed and I too suddenly get a headache. This time she protested, well tough crap, and the old headache trick never got used again. So I guess what OP's saying is the old, if you come upstairs quickly we can have some fun trick. Then she used a headache as an excuse to not actually I don't know, do whatever the fun thing is. So OP later on turned the table around and when the wife was excited for the fun, they said, well, I've got a headache right now, I don't feel too well. The old headache excuse never got used again. And our final story of the day is by Five Frog Margin. The opposite of moving is returning, apparently. Some years back, a co-worker asked me and a few others if we could help his younger brother move. Al was cool and we all owed him a favor. 
we all said yes. As Al was forever sharing stories about his lazy, spoiled younger brother. I mean, stuff like throwing their PS3 because it wasn't his turn to play kind of stuff. Little brother, Nicky, was actually moving back home after a failed first attempt at living on his own. At 24. The move was planned for that weekend, four days away. One of us just mentioned getting fed, and we all generally agreed a couple of pizzas and a 12-pack was payment enough. The standard. Al was a cool dude, we were happy to do it. Saturday came and we showed up at Nikki's apartment with two pickups, one SUV and a hatchback. Imagine our surprise when Nikki had almost nothing packed but a stack of flat-pack U-Haul boxes on the porch. Al was pissed. Apparently, he told Nikki several times to have stuff ready for us. Nikki had instead spent all of his time playing Madden NFL or whatever. With us co-workers standing around in the living room, Al chastised Nikki for his lack of progress, snapping, I told you three times to have stuff ready, Nikki, what the freak? Nikki's response, I know I said I'd do it, but last night I figured it'd be easier and faster if we all chipped in. After some arguing, it was obvious the only way to get this done was to just do it. A redneck coworker, Bubba, smiled and said, Well, we'll haul them over to your folks for you. All you gotta do is fill them. He told everyone to grab a box and open it up. Soon, there were six open boxes ready for filling. Nick looked back and forth at the boxes and said, Maybe if we all filled one box apiece, but Bubba shut him down. We're not here to pack your things, we're here to move them. That's why they call them movers, kid. Tell you what, you start filling boxes, we'll start with the furniture. We all started grabbing furniture, couch, chairs, bed went into the pickups, smaller stuff like bureaus, barbecue grill and TV went into the SUV and hatchback. Within 10 to 15 minutes, we were full and Nikki had one box half full. Mom and Dad's house was 15 to 20 minutes away, and all the furniture was going in the garage, so unloading was quick. 45 minutes later, at the apartment, Nikki had two boxes full. We only had one more full load of furniture on the second round. We broke down and loaded his kitchenware for him for two more boxes, two to go. Bubba said to Nikki, we'll bring these over to your mama's house. You can fit those last two boxes in Al's SUV, and I guess we'll see you there. What kind of pizza were you going to order? Nikki says, uh, well, I have a lot of moving costs, and I was thinking we could all chip in on the pizza. Bubba said, well, that ain't happening. Man helps you move, you buy him some pizza and beer. That's man's law right there, son. We moved you, you're gonna feed us and buy us some beers. Nick said, well, I don't really have enough. Bubba said, maybe we'll just leave the rest of the boxes here then. Y'all wanna take that stuff out of the trucks and put it back inside? Nicky threw a minor fit, then went outside and called Mama. He came back inside and said, you can bring the rest of the stuff to my folks. My mom said she'd take care of it. 25 minutes later, we all pulled up to Mama's house and we went inside as a group. Bubba said, last load ma'am, we all came here with the promise of pizza and beer. Nick said it was coming. Mama said, well, I can't help with that, but I warmed up some Thanksgiving leftovers. You're all going to have to make do. Dad's got some beer in the garage cooler, help yourself. A credit to Al, although we'd been quiet this whole time, he finally flipped his crap. Ma, these guys took off their entire Saturday to help Nicky move. None of them even know him. Nicky agreed to have everything ready, but he hadn't packed a freaking box. He agreed to pizza and beer, and now is not even going to pay for that. We don't want your leftovers, we want pizza and beer. Mama said, he got laid off from work. Actually fired, of course. How can he afford a million pizzas? 
Al said, pizza and beer is a whole freaking lot cheaper than hiring a mover. After a few minutes of yelling, dad came in, that look on his face, asking what the problem was. Mama yelled that these guys moved a few boxes for Nikki and want pizza, but Nikki got laid off and can't afford it. I offered to give them your beer and feed them with what I have left over from Thanksgiving, but apparently it's not good enough for them. Al responded with some yelling himself, mostly about how he agreed to help Nikki, only if Nikki would feed and give beer to his friends. And he always does this crap and always gets away with it. Tempers were rising. Bubba saved the day. He said, Mr. Dad, Al is a great help to us all down at the dock where we worked. Now, we got half of Nikki's stuff loaded up outside. If there's not pizza and beer on its way, we're happy to bring this stuff back to Nikki's and put it back where we got it. The first load too. There's movers in town that'd be happy to take this job. Dad said, the heck you will. I ain't paying for movers. How many pizzas you want? I got Bud and Bud Light in the garage. Is that okay? Bud is crappy beer, but we were happy for the victory and agreed to the beer. A quick poll showed three pizzas was ample. All were fine with a couple of pepperonis, but Mama started screeching about black olives. Coincidentally, her and Nikki's favorite topping. 30 minutes later, we were all in the garage eating a couple of pepperoni pizzas and drinking Dad's Budweiser out of the garage cooler, while Nikki and Mom shared a black olive pizza in the kitchen. He tried to come out to the garage a few times to hang, but was smart enough to catch the vibe. I think the main takeaway is if you're going to promise something as small as pizza and beer for a bunch of guys to come out and help you for free do something that would surely cost you probably a couple hundred bucks, you spend the 50, 60 bucks you gotta pay on the pizza and consider that a crazy win. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.